0: Hi, and welcome back to Reclaiming Reality, a podcast where three buddies are looking for some truth from a Christian perspective. My name is Ben, and today is going to be a solo talk from me. And this is actually part two of a series that I am doing on identity. Now, if you did not hear part one, highly recommend you go listen to that as it's kind of the foundation for what I'm going to be talking about today. So, last time I Just in case you missed it, I talked about the free market versus Marxism. And it's definitely kind of a weird place to start in a discussion on identity. We did a brief overview over kind of what identity is or at least what our culture perceives it to be. And then we jumped right into the free market and Marxism. And very briefly, what we learned is the free market has a different view on money than Marxism did. So... The free market viewed money as social value added, whereas Marxism viewed money as oppression. It viewed the amount of money someone had as how much they have oppressed certain groups. So, today we are going to talk about Neo-Marxism which is the new Marxism. So in order to understand what we believe today, we have to go back and understand its roots, right? So now that we've understood a little bit about what Marx believed, we can see how his ideas have, some would say evolved, some would say have been perverted, some would say have just continued to neo-Marxism. So before I dive too too deeply, I want to give, I think, the best introduction that I could find on this. And that is the wrap- movie 8 mile. Yeah, I know. I know. Bear with me, okay? If you haven't seen the movie 8 mile because you are homeschooled or a grew up in a tiny Christian household like I did, um here's what happens. The whole movie is it's Eminem, he he's the he's the lead actor and the whole movie is building up to Eminem rap battling this guy named Papa Doc, okay? So the whole movie builds up to that moment. And eventually, they are in the club. They are in the final battle. There's hundreds of people. It's a packed house. And the rap battle is going down. And Eminem gets the mic first, okay? Now, it's important to note, probably 80-ish, I'd say. Maybe 90% of the crowd is black. Eminem, obviously, is white. Papa Doc is black, Eminem is white. And he grabs the microphone and basically says, hey, everybody who's from around here, put your hands up. And everyone in the crowd, including Eminem, puts their hands up and they start vibing with him. And everyone starts rocking back and forth. And he starts saying something along the lines of, now while he stands tough, please notice that this man points at Papa Doc does not have his hands up. And then he goes into what eminem has been through in his life he's or at least the character that he's portraying in the movie he goes into how hard it's been into how he's a piece of white trash and he basically just disses himself but then he starts explaining but your name is actually clarence and you've invented this fun name for yourself and you went to a private school and you actually have these uh your family even is really close and really tight and none of ours are you are not one of us buddy And the crowd loves it, and of course Eminem wins the battle, right? And what's so, so cool about this idea is Eminem is saying, Hey, man, what makes us a group, what makes the people that are in this club a unit, the things that tie us together are higher than race. There's actually a very deep message being promulgated by that. He's saying, just because you guys have the same color of skin doesn't mean that you are part of the same group as much as we are. He's saying that there are things that are that tie people together that are deeper than race, that are deeper than socioeconomic status, that are deeper than the things we've been through even. He just digs into that. And the result, of course, is Papa Doc doesn't even try to rat battle because he has been so thoroughly debunked, right? So this is actually a perfect way to study Neo-Marxism. So what neo-Marxism says, neo-Marxism took the original idea of Marxism, which said money is oppression, right? So oppressors have oppressed um, the down group, which would be the bourgeoisie oppressed the proletariat. And they did that by economic means. So really it was a power dynamic, right? So he's saying the bourgeoisie had the money, which equals power, money equals power. They had the power. And they used that power to oppress the group without the money or without the power. Now, we have, I say we, our culture has taken that idea and basically just taken the money out of the equation. And now it basically says anyone with power has oppressed someone without power. Any member of a group that is successful, got successful, just because they oppressed somebody who was not successful. And this is so incredibly important to understand because Marx made the idea only about money. And now we have removed the money from the equation and people call it progress, call it furthering his ideas, call it perverting his ideas, whatever you want. This is what it is now. It says those with power have oppressed those without power. So what does that look like? Uh, every white person is a member of an oppressor class and every black person is a member of an oppressed class. Every cisgendered person is the member of an, opp- of an oppressor class. Every trans person is the oppressed class. You can do it with straight and gay. You can do it with certain religions like um, Islam. You can do it with gender, of course. And overall, it's the same argument. It's the neo-Marxian argument that power means oppression. Oppression. And it's crucial that we understand that if we're going to have a conversation about identity, because if we want to understand how our view of ourself has developed, because l- like I said in the last episode, the first three episodes of this four part series are going to be exploring what, her cu- what our culture has given us to understand the idea of race. And if we want to understand that, we have to know what the culture has taught us because of course it has seeped in so i I just finished a book by um a woman named robin d'angelo and she wrote a book called white fragility it was the best-selling book in america for a certain amount of time i don't know if it still is when i when i purchased the book it was at that time um oh oh boy um not i'm not a fan okay just to just to be a little blunt not a fan um, and I'm not a fan because she essentially makes the racist case for why not to be racist. It's it's absolutely bizarre. She even verbatim states this. So there is the individualism and collectivism. Uh, the individualist case and the collectivist case. The collectivist case would very closely align with neo Marxism. The collectivist case says your identity is most central to the group to which you belong. Where the individual case would say your identity is most central to yourself and your own actions, right? So if that sounds weird, let's apply it to the eight-mile analogy that, that we started with. Eminem was... Spitting fire from an individualist point. He was saying, Hey, what makes me part of a group is my actions and my choices and my decisions and my experiences and the things that I've been through. Those are what make me part of a group, right? What makes me part of a group isn't the color of my skin, it isn't this oppression game that we just talked about, it's the things that I have done and been a part of. And the collectivist case would actually flip that on its head and say, no, 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 no! you are more a part of a group than you are an individual. And I I think this is just absolutely atrocious. The most disgusting example of this in the book was a, a white mother was feeling guilty because she had taught her white child to see his black friends the same as his white friends. Dead serious. That is in the book. And she was feeling terrible about that. And D'Angelo's point is basically, no, you need to acknowledge that race and treat them as if they are part of that group. And it's like, oh my gosh. And no, this is not colorblind ideology. This is not saying, I don't even know what race they are. It's just, I, I just don't see color. It's not that. That's ignorant. And that is absolutely silly. Of course you do. It is saying that people are more. It is saying that I don't think of Charles as my black friend. I think of him as my friend who is black. I don't think of Nick as my white friend. I think of him as my friend who is white. What matters a lot more to me is their individual choices, their individual character, their individual path through life that's the thing that matters to me and i think that's the thing that should matter to you why because that's the racist argument that robin d'angelo makes the collectivist argument the argument that you can prejudge someone based on the color of their skin the argument that you cannot surmount you cannot rise above the group to which you belong that is the racist argument the racist looks at the black person and says hey They are black, and therefore they are a member of the black group more than they are an individual. The non-racist, I I can't even say anti-racist anymore because that's become politically charged rhetoric. The non-racist position is to say, hey man, I know what the color of your skin is, but I'm going to treat you as an individual person. That is why individualism built the West. No, we were not always perfect. Oh my gosh, we were not always perfect. But enshrined in the Constitution, what does it say? All men were created equal. We never, we did not always live up to that. We did not achieve that high bar, but we literally wrote it into law. All men are created equal. And as a Christian, that is a deeply biblical idea. So this idea is actually snowballed even further into the phrase you've probably heard a lot called identity politics. And what identity politics did is once neo-Marxism arose, once people started realizing, or not, I wouldn't even say realizing, once people started looking at individuals as more part of groups that are oppressed or oppressors, someone went, okay, but what about the black man and the white woman? Who's more oppressed? How do, we, how do we quantify that? What about the black trans man? Is he more oppressed than the female disabled woman? Or female disabled woman. They started saying, oh, there are multiple oppressed groups to which someone can belong. And they compound into their identity. And that is um, what's commonly known as identity politics or critical theory. Critical theory is slightly separate, but basically the same thing. And it's really incredibly sad. It's really incredibly sad because our culture thinks that you can be defined by the color of your skin nowadays. It's really sad because the culture thinks that you can be defined by your disabilities or your sexual orientation or your gender. And like I said at the beginning, we're three buddies looking for truth from a Christian perspective. And my final video is going to be on what Jesus has to say about this, but I would explode if I didn't just give you a little piece of it, because you have to know that you're more than that. If you're listening to me, you have to know that you are more than the color of your skin. You have to know that you are more than the oppressed groups to which you belong. You're an individual. You were created You are loved, you are amazing, and God put you on this earth for a reason. And to abandon such a high, beautiful identity for something as simple as the color of your skin is to devalue who you are as a person. You are so much more, but you are not less. And I can't wait to get more into that topic. This is super broad. This is major overview stuff. But I'm so happy you are listening right now because it is absolutely crucial given where our culture is right now. Again, we are Reclaiming Reality. My name is Ben. We're three buddies looking for some truth. Thank you for listening. You can shoot us an email if you have any questions or want to talk to us at reclaimingrealitypodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I hope you have an awesome day or night or whatever you're listening to this. See ya.